Hi everyone, and welcome to Environmental with Dandelion. We are your hosts. I'm Ab, and this is Courtney. We're of Dandelion Branding. Mm-hmm. And welcome to Environmental Podcast. This is our podcast where we deep dive into different aspects around sustainability. And we've been doing an interview series with different folks who are involved in the sustainable transition. And we are very excited to have our guest today. Thank you so much for being here, Kumar Vinjayendra. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all. Yes. Thank you, Gordon. Absolutely. Our pleasure. <laughs> Kumar is an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and we are, you focus specifically on sustainability and sustainable small and mid-sized businesses. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes. So. I'm an author, speaker, and an entrepreneur. <clears throat> My main focus when it comes to sustainability is, especially when it comes to small businesses, inspiring and supporting small businesses to transition to sustainability. <clears throat> sustainability not just as an add-on, but sustainability as the core of their business strategy. Cool. And I think it is really important because sustainability, a sustainable future, is a shared vision which all of us have as human beings. So it is just a reflection of and a step towards that shared vision. That's really Absolutely. cool. And you just released a book too, right? About this. Yes. Yeah, I did. And uh, you know, to just give you a little context, when I was doing my research around sustainability, mainly because I was very passionate about it and I wanted to know more and more about it, I realized that there is a big gap when it comes to small businesses adopting sustainability. And small businesses, the word small businesses makes it appear small, but it is not. You know, if I can put that in, a, in, the, in context of some numbers, small businesses contribute almost half the GDP of any, any nation, including the US. And they contribute, they employ almost half of the people. So if, you know, small businesses are not actively or as actively participating, if they are not as actively supported in this shared vision, then, you know, it is, it is I like using this example. It is like, imagine an eagle trying to take a flight, but with only one of its wings, it is almost next to impossible. If half of the, you know, people employing, organizations employing half the people and contributing half the GDP, if they are not equally involved, there's a gap and there was there was a huge gap in what was available what was being done and that's where that's where my expertise comes in that's where my research comes in that's my my focus area and that's what that book book talks about yeah it talks about essentially two things if i can just put it in very simplistic way one is the why why do small businesses why do you want to do it and why do you want to do it today and how to go about it in a very simple to understand, very doable conversation, very doable way. Yeah, I think it's cool that you're focused on small businesses because most folks are focused on making these like big sweeping changes across, you know, landscapes with big companies that are loud and have, you know, a very loud voice and a massive impact. But yeah, like you're saying, small businesses are half. There's lots of them, but they they make up 
a lot more. What do you think is one of the main differences between how we approach a large company versus how to approach a small company when it comes to making that transition? A great question. And it's a bit, you know, small businesses, again, when I was doing my research, I realized that small businesses are not embracing it as much in actual adoption because of a couple constraints. Usually, and you guys are small business owners, you know, usually as small business owners, we are strapped on time because you're trying to do everything on your own. You're strapped on resources because many, many times you were like, you know, where does, uh, where will our next payroll come from? You know, so you're strapped on time, you're strapped on resources. And because of these reasons, and also we think that we don't know enough how to go about doing it. We think that, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm worried about my next payroll. Do I, am I in the position to go ahead and make strategic changes? Because the perception is that it's going to be someone, something which is going to, you know, which is which is going to be more like an expense item. Mm-hmm. So these are the main constraints. Big businesses, they they can have, they can afford to have a whole sustainability team work and prepare all that reports. Small business owners don't have that luxury. Right. Therefore, it is more about that paradigm shift. It is more about that enabling conversation. Yeah. And what about time for them? Like, is it a? Do you <laughs> see that like? For instance, in our in our work, we work with folks to transition their language and help them with their paradigm shift externally and with their internal operations digitally. But we find that the timeline has to be a bit stretched there for those small businesses with the resource with their resources. The timeline for implementation, and when I'm talking to my clients and organizations which I've supported and which I am supporting. The timeline is different for different organizations. Mm. But what is important is for both of these you know, factors constraining us, I said time, I said resources, like financial resources, for both of these factors, until we look at it as an add-on, as something to do, as an expense item, until then it appears difficult and different. And maybe, you know, uh, let's do it next week or next quarter. If you incorporate it, and that's that's the main gist, which let me deep dive in about it a little. If you incorporate it as a core of your business strategy, then both of those things get, get done, you know, then it appears and it flows seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a very simple example, you know, if I as a small business owner, I'm passionate about it and I think, okay, you know what, let me recycle my waste. Because I am passionate about sustainability, you know, that's step 101, you know, that's like really basic. But if I think about that, okay, let me invest some money in recycling or let me invest some money in some resources, which, which can make some process efficient, uh, efficient, or I'm, I'm, when I'm looking at that, I'm looking at that as, okay, I'll be saving some money. I'll be doing something for the environment. Maybe I'll let me go get a green certification while all of these things are important and great. If we do not incorporate that as a core of our business strategy, that this is what we do. I could be a coffee shop or I could be a barber. I could be a podcaster like you guys or a transporter. If it is a part, if it is a core of my business strategy, then it it keeps on flowing. Until it is an add-on, it's always on the fringe. Mm. I love that. I love that Mm -hmm. message. Yeah, we definitely resonate with that. That is definitely our perspective on how 
businesses should incorporate their kind of sustainability efforts and, and really kind of fusing it into the vision that they have for their business and then their core values. In in my book, I use a concept, you know, uh, a very simplistic yet very powerful concept, you know, it's called the four P's. And I, you know, sort of, and through a podcast, I'm, I encourage every business owner that every time you're making a strategic decision, go ahead and evaluate it from the perspective of the four P's. Is this business decision, is this strategic business decision of yours, is this going to impact your people? Is this going to make their lives better? Second P is the planet. Is this something which is going to make the planet better? Or am I drawing from it in a reckless way more than I'm giving back? Is it aligned with my purpose? And I bring purpose because I totally believe this. All of everyone who chose to start a small business or everyone who is thinking about it, there is one underlying purpose mission somewhere. They want to contribute at a much bigger scale. They want to create an impact, a much bigger impact than than just their own core lives. You know, their yep. their sense of ownership is, is much bigger. So that's therefore the purpose element is important. And last P is profit. And it is equally important because again, you know, if there are practices which businesses are doing, which is uh, making them unprofitable, they will not go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you incorporate in your strategy, you do things which check, 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 check on all these four Ps. Profit, though, we keep a long-term perspective rather than just my next month or my next quarter. Again, with small businesses, we can do that uh, because usually the owners are the people who are also, you know, like the owners are also managers, you know, mm-hmm. the people are substantially involved yeah. in that process. So that's why these four Ps are like the four legs of a table. The table will not stand if if any of these don't work. Yep. Yeah, that's... Very true. And really appreciate that you include people and planet and purpose. We, when we build strategies and for content and marketing, we always include brand values into that and how to, so we're definitely really aligned there. Um, I think that I get to ask our favorite question now, which is what role do you feel like you're playing in the sustainable transition I think it's it's obvious because that's what your whole world is about, but I would love to hear it from your words. So everything, you know, uh, there are things which I am doing and there are things which I want to go ahead and keep on doing. So writing a book, uh, we, you referenced the book. Uh, so the book is one step, which I, I thought I can go ahead and talk to five small business owners and do consulting. But if I can speak, you know, if I can write a book and if that message can go to a thousand, a few thousands of people, that's one step. I wrote some research papers. I started with the research papers and then tried to kind of, you know, simplify it in the book so that it is kind of, you know, people usually don't end up reading research papers. So those things and then supporting small business owners in their actual transition. So these are these are the ways in which I'm approaching it. And I want to go on increasing the ambit of, you know, the way I'm approaching it, but then this is how I'm I'm doing it right now. Essentially, it is about each of us. It is about each of us trying to do our little bit. And mm-hmm. this is my little support. And, and this little is going to go on increasing. Yeah. 
That's why this is my favorite question to ask because, you know, we get to ask, like, will we do two people a month? But eventually this will be a lot of people and we'll have all of these different roles. And, you know, we, Courtney and I talk about this a lot. There are millions of people out there actively working towards making a difference. And if I could ask all of them that question, I definitely would. But uh, it's really, really cool to hear all of the different ways that people are contributing to what is a very real crisis, right? Yeah. You know, uh, just chiming onto that, adding onto that, uh, you know, I'll again bring that whole, every single person, each of us have this inherent core wish in us to make things better for us and people around than the way we received it. It is just about increasing that space of ownership. You know, when I, in my in, in the introduction of my book, I bring a, so I'm, I'm of Indian origin and I bring a concept. There is this Sanskrit word. It is called Vasudeva Kutumbakam, which essentially means that the whole world is a family, you know. So our sense of impact is limited by who we consider as our own. If I think that, okay, you know what? It is just about me and my kids and my wife. Uh, my my world and my impact is limited to this. If I think that, no, my impact, I am a part of the city where I live and work in, then my impact extends to the city and then to a state and to the to the whole world. And, you know, that's what you guys are doing through your podcast. You know, we're trying to spread a message to the whole world because your sense of impact and ownership extends not just to your lives, but to, you know, people, everyone listening and and many more. I really like that concept. Yeah, I think that has a lot of power. And I think that's a kind of the perspective shift that individuals need to change in order to, to, to feel like they can be a part of a community or something bigger than themselves. And like a, the perspective of thinking of only of yourself, I think, has been at the root of a lot of the issues that yeah. we're <laughs> fighting against right now so like and that's that. the paradigm which has led us to become yeah. unsustainable you know exactly um, organizations say 20 30 40 years ago which thought okay you know what just my next quarter profit is all that matters even if it comes at the cost of people planet pollution whatever those those practices that paradigm led us to where we are right now so fast and it happened in no time at all yeah yeah Really? Totally. So I guess as, so you are a, um, you're an entrepreneur, so you're a business owner, but how can folks kind of work with you? How how can folks get, do, do you do any, offer any kind of coaching or any sort of um, training, I guess, on, uh, for business owners? So uh, right now, as I said, my impact is limited more to, you know, where I live, which is, you know, the Bay Area and, and the Northern part of California people and uh, organizations, I essentially started supporting my friends and then, you know, my friends who are business owners and then it went on expanding. So that's, that's one way. But you know what, let me take this opportunity to deep dive a little more because this podcast is one of the mediums to go ahead and spread that message, you know, and to go ahead and exactly tell people why and the how, kind of do a brief. Perfect. So, you know, continuing on that conversation, uh, First, I want to quickly talk about, you know, the why. 
you know, why do small business owners need to do that and need to do that today? You know, again, I, I proposed a very simple to understand a very simplistic model. Uh, I published an article about that in Forbes, and then I ended up adding that in my book as well. You know, there are, I proposed a five-factor model of about the why to inspire. Your consumers, thankfully, consumers, we as individuals are changing at such a fast pace, and thankfully, consumers are becoming much more aligned to the shared vision of sustainability. And we as consumers, we as individuals have been the change makers, which is actually forcing even the big, huge organizations to now go ahead and at least publish their sustainability reports. It came because we demanded it, because we wanted it. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes for small business owners. Your consumers, your people, your consumers, people who are coming, you know, to get to get a coffee or to get any service from you or any such thing, they want it. They don't have many options, but if you give that option, you're much better than your competitors. And again, and that brings me to competition and competitors. Let's take a small city. I live in a small city uh, here in California in Hollister. You know, if there are five business owners, let's assume coffee. You know, all of us are coffee and capitalism is what they say. All of us go to a coffee shop. If I hear, if I know that there is a local coffee shop which sources locally, which is doing the right thing for its people, which is doing the right things, the right thing for the planet, I will naturally, I would want to go there even if that coffee shop asks me for a few cents or, or a dollar extra for my regular morning coffee, you know. So, and compared to others. So competition. We talk about collaboration. Thankfully, Again, because of the fact that the ecosystem is developing, thankfully, there are a lot of opportunities and I see sort of a camaraderie in organizations which are already on this path. Mm -hmm. Organizations which are already on this path want to collaborate with others who are already on this path. Even this collaboration, you know, I'm someone who's writing and talking and consulting about this. You are someone who's doing a podcast and spreading a message internationally about this. So there's a lot of opportunity of collaboration in terms of suppliers, marketing, because we are driven by a vision between organizations which are embracing this. I also talk about a couple of transactional things, which is incentives. Thankfully, uh, there are a lot of nonprofits, even government is now giving some incentives and all of that stuff. If you go ahead and embrace that, and if you go and do some research, there is a lot of possibility that if you're embracing it, if you're doing it, that if you're not doing it, you're leaving some incentives on the table as well and business valuation uh, you know usually people do their startups with the hope of you know many times going ahead and selling it in the future and all that stuff thankfully again there are vcs and there are investors who want to invest mainly or largely in sustainable businesses so from all of these five perspectives i you know this this is my initial conversation starters with with the small businesses i talk to if you relate to any of these reasons, and you do, all the small businesses do, this is why you want to do it, and you want to do it today. Then we come to the whole question of the how. So I talked about the four Ps. That's more like a North Star. That's more like a metric, which you can use anytime. But then I, I focus a lot on enabling small businesses to make this as a core of your business strategy. So, you know, you start your business thinking about a product and thinking about your your consumers. But, you know, rather than just thinking that, okay, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to be a coffee shop. 
if you start, if you, if your strategy conversation is, I want to be the most sustainable coffee shop in my in in my city and mm-hmm. in my county. I want to be the coffee shop which people relate to because we are passionate about this cause. I want to be that uh, you know any business. It's it's just the same thing. If if you embrace that, then everything starts flowing. Absolutely. And and then there is this really important and critical element of you know continuous operational excellence so uh, a couple of my clients who had some certifications on when it you know the green certifications and stuff from their county and and stuff good they were at least a couple steps ahead than many others but then if you have if you're doing any of those things if you're talking about it if you're marketing it all that stuff is okay but then if your processes are not efficient, then you end up wasting more resources. Yes, both snaps for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. People resources, uh, your your actual resource. You know, your you can again coffee shop. You know, simple example. If you are doing paper coffee mugs, you are actually that's actually coming from trees. You know, is it coming from? Is it a recycle? Uh, is it coming from recycle or is it coming from? You know, so all of those questions. If there are inefficiencies in your process. Only the fact that you have a waste recycling or you have one cool logo or one some certification, it doesn't go anywhere. No. If, when it talks, when it is about core streaming it, when it is about mainstreaming sustainability, it has to happen with COE, with continuous operational excellence. Yep. And then with my clients, we we go deep dive in it. You know, measuring what what measuring the impact right now, and then creating methods and SOPs and all of that stuff. But then when these three things are done. Uh, then it's done. And then one last thing which I go on talking about is after you've done this, and even while you're doing these three steps, involve your people, involve your employees, involve your customers, because, you know, as an employee, when I was working uh, for someone else, who would I want to work for? Would I want to work for for a boss who just cares about his next month salary and profit? Or would I want to, would I, enjoy working more for an organization which which has a much broader vision all of us want to relate to a much bigger cause than just you know just our next paycheck or whatever else so talk about i say i use the phrase wear it on your sleeves yep go on talking about it to all your employees that also creates an accountability structure yeah because with employees the good and the bad thing is once you talk about if you talk about something if you're not walking your talk you lose your respect like this so you you want to go ahead and involve your people so that they are involved in the same vision involved in the same mission and then they can go ahead and spread that vision spread that mission in their own ways someone is a writer someone writes about it someone is a podcaster you do a podcast someone talks about it on instagram you know like every single small step counts and so this and even then we identify with my work is sustainable and then you're spending a lot of your your you know monday through friday or what have you on thinking through sustainability learning about it talking about it communicating it it becomes part of your general lifestyle communication too because we don't separate those things we don't go home we don't, you know, well, most of us don't live a sustainable work life and then turn around and like not do it at home, you know, or try to incorporate it into our lifestyle somehow. So yeah, 
we think like if we add it into a business, it will be a sustainable business, but actually it also grows into, you know, employees' lifestyles and it, it, and it impacts their kids and then it impacts their, their schools and then it, you know, it, it expands you know, this way as much as it does depth within a company too. Yeah. yeah. You know, if a small business owner is actually doing it and talking about it, if one of their employees gets inspired and, you know, I'm, I'm just imagining I'm a very visual person. I'm imagining what he said. That person goes and talks about it to uh, their spouse and their kids. Then they keep on, they, they go on talking about it to the teacher and their class, you know, their classmates. Yeah. It's, that's the impact we want. Exactly. That's how you make sustainability mainstream. That's also how we feel. I, I love that. You know, I love this conversation. Now I'm going to add this conversation to, to, you know, when I'm having conversation with my clients, this is very empowering. <laughs> that's great. I think, yeah, I think that's a big upsell too, where you say, you know, you're going to impact lives, not just businesses, yeah. not just your consumers, but the lives of people and the way that they communicate. As, um, you know, where we also operate a marketing agency and we've saw, especially during COVID was so poignant of how people relate to the brands that they trust and how they take pointers from the brands that they trust. And that was a really, I mean, we had already sort of known that and that's like colloquial knowledge in this industry, but to see it so strongly was really impactful on the way that we communicate and we communicate through our clients as well because we saw the impact of education actually which, which yeah now we say okay if we're going to go on and make sustainability mainstream we're going to communicate about it that's what really got us into into the idea of even doing this podcast yeah you know what covid did it not not exactly related to our conversation but one thing uh one good thing which COVID did that it gave all of us an opportunity to sit back and reflect yeah. because we didn't have anything better to do during <laughs> that time. We didn't have as many distractions. All of us sat back, reflected, got a little closer to ourselves and then things that really matter, they kind of, you know, uh, came to the fore. And this is, is one of one paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things that matter definitely came forward. Okay, well, I think that is a wonderful note to end on. Things that matter came come forward. They always show themselves. So Kumar, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Talk to us a little, like, where can they get your book? Where can they find you? Where can they connect? Uh, yeah, so I have a website. Uh, it says IamKumarV.com. That's where people can find me, all my social media handles, all of them go by Kumar V. Uh, my book is on Amazon. You just want to Google The Sustainable Entrepreneur because that's the goal. The Sustainable Entrepreneur. So uh, that, you know, if you have a Kindle uh, subscription, it is it is free for download. If not, it's just, you know, it's easily available. Go ahead. I've made that book really simple to understand, simple to read, you know, a little backstory. I. I, I get my, I make, I use, I have my coffee as pour overs. So, uh, you know, while my pour over takes around seven to 10 minutes to make, you know, 
that was the whole conversation that I want business owners to go ahead and read it over a few pour overs. So it's very simple, but it still impacts you. So, that's so cool, that's what the book is on Amazon, the sustainable entrepreneur, Kumar Vijayendra, and please uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, my website, I'm kumarv.com. That's where we can talk about it. We can relate, we can collaborate and we can make the world a better place than we got. Incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you, Op. Thank you, Courtney. You guys have been fabulous. You guys gave me a lot of good ideas. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Our pleasure. Yes. And thank you all for watching. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.